0: Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back. Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Bling Empire's Mr. Andrew Gray.
1: Hello, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes.
0: Thanks for coming on. I mean, listen, there's, there's more to you than, you know, just the past two weeks of your life since Bling Empire came out. So A little bit. We'll get into it all, but how are you and what's up? And are you in LA or am I just making that up?
1: No, I'm currently in LA. Actually, I just got back. Um, I've been doing some training. So I got tested a couple days ago so I can go train, which felt really good because I finally feel back in my body. (laughs) I've been feeling kind of zombie mode for a while.
0: What have you been doing? Just like... I'm a lot better now. I mean, LA is like really... Boxing. Oh, okay.
1: Um, uh, yeah, well, first it was kind of getting out on the trails, just getting outside, going to the beach that got monotonous after a while. And then I was like, you know, there ain't no gyms open. Um, there's nowhere to go to yoga to meditate, things like that. So just started, um, doing some research and asking some friends, Do you know, of any really great people that you trust that are professionals that, you know, get tested weekly. And they're like, I have a short list, but here's some people. So, yeah.
0: Wow. So that's good. So you did that. So that got you out. I mean, we have gyms open in New York still. So I guess, I mean, they weren't, but now they are. So that's, that's something.
1: Absolutely. You got to stay stimulated, you know? (sighs)
0: Seriously. It's like, if you don't leave your house at all, I mean, you have to at least go for a walk, right?
1: Idle hands are the devil's playpen. You know, when things settle, just like water disease spreads, malaria, infestation a lot of different things
0: now are you from you're not from la originally are you or
1: born and raised in sacramento came out here in 2000 and when did i come out here 2012 2013
0: yeah so sacramento that's almost the same thing you're like a california boy
1: i'm, I'm a cali kid I'm, I'm i'm indigenous to this land i have, have a native roots here i'm a miwok indian from the sierra nevadas and my family still lives five miles away. My mother does a health care and education for them. So,
0: Wow. How come you moved to LA? Like, was it to pursue acting or?
1: It was to pursue acting. It was.
0: And how was your, so I read a quote. You said that when you were young, your father taught you to be tough and work hard. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but tell me about that and like how childhood was, like what, what type of childhood did you have?
1: My childhood, uh, I feel like it was the best version of what my father wanted for himself. Um, But at the same time, coming from a broken home, coming from um, alcoholism, my grandfather was an alcoholic, um, which then kind of passed that stone down to my father in a way. The apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Um, And my father just didn't really expand on his ambitions. He allowed himself to fall short into his, um, his vessels or his vices, not his vessels, his vices. And those became his, um, new form of confidence around the home, um, around town. And, um, yeah. So anyway, that kind of just was my impression on him. He projected a lot of insecurity on my brother and I. And, um, it wasn't always easy to deal with. Um, I remember many, many girlfriends, uh, had issues with his insecurities and his anger issues and how he dealt with those things. So, um, it's been a life journey for me to kind of burn that out, forge that out of my soul.
0: Seriously, you know, listen, you're a product of your parents and like, you know, we, we all are right. I mean,
1: oh, I mean, my fur baby's a product of me, you know, like
0: you only have one fur baby, right?
1: I have two. Oh, you do, Papa Keeks and Mama So. <laughs> we like oh.
0: we we like the fur babies. Yes. I, well, I've seen you post on Instagram with your fur babies. I don't know why I thought you only had one fur baby. So
1: we just recently adopted the second one. That's why.
0: So. That's why I have a friend with eight fur babies. Now that's a little too much for me, but and her dogs are loud. Like they are, you go over and it's like, Oh my God, I don't know how you handle this. (laughs) She has a lot. So did you always know you wanted to be an actor when you grew
1: up? I did. I didn't understand it was a business. Um, to be honest with you, again, coming from a broken home, parents breaking up in kindergarten. I remember watching In Living Color with my mother on Saturdays and seeing Jim Carrey do Fire Marshal Bill and her just bust up like tears of laughter. And I, it took her away from all of her concern. It relieved her of all of her pain, her stress. She got to enjoy time with her children and, you know, in a studio apartment. And that's how I got into acting. That's what kept keeps me going today. And
0: Like when you moved to LA originally, you know, it's kind of a rite of passage in New York and LA. If you're an actor, you know, you go through those lean years. Like, did you have like all those, like, did you wait tables? Like, did you have all that like starving artists years?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, It's not a a cheap town to live in. It's it's an expensive town to live in. The the price cost of living here is high. Um, I wouldn't call them lean years though, because those are, those were for me. Uh, those were just in the present years. Like I don't, I, I like I felt full. Um, I felt like um, if, I don't know, I never see them as lean years. I see them as building years. Uh, but yes, definitely waiting tables, catering, uh, sleeping in my car, sleeping on couches, um, for sure, being broke. <laughs> Did you and ever, passionate,
0: yeah, but right? Like it teaches you, you know, did you ever like wait? On, like, if you waited tables, like, did you ever have one of those? You know, you always hear of like people that you know have, are further in their careers when they waited tables, they waited on like someone famous. Like, did you ever have any, any stories like that?
1: I never waited on anyone famous, nor did I even see that many famous people. Um, but I got out of it very soon. Um, I got out of it really soon. I can't remember the actor. Just to be honest, I was in a film school. I was going to UCLA. And just uh, anyway, I was reading something random and it was on this actor and I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Peter Dinklage. And he was just like, I quit doing all the small jobs because I needed to fully commit to this and I would be willing to, not say die for it, but um, find, I needed to find my resources. I needed to mine my life for materials. But having something so you know to go to every day took me away from feeling re- resourceful so i took that and it's like you know i quit everything and that's when i i was like i'd rather sleep in my car wow and then write scripts i'd rather sleep in my car and work and work on a script work on a monologue um that kind of thing so i just took that mindset and then from there just started i was like i'm a business i need to be the ceo of my own life what am i thinking i didn't understand that's really what it was i didn't understand that It was a business. I first came and get involved from uh, secure my mom of the pain. Then I want to do a nobility thing, and then now I need to be a professional in this and create a business infrastructure and stuff.
0: Did you sleep in your car? Like actually, for sure. Oh wow!
1: I had a two seater at that time. I had a Toyota pickup Tacoma, one ton, over a hundred something with probably 150,000 miles on it. Yeah, I remember it being rainy and cold and I would park, um, you know where Orange in Hollywood is? You yeah. know, the roads right here? Those streets right there is where I would park, usually to sleep because then I can go to an audition in that area and it'd be raining and I would cry in my car sometimes. Yeah.
0: How long did you sleep in your car for? Like, I mean, months, years? I'm just curious. No,
1: no, uh, like uh, maybe days, a day. I think the max was three days. But it would go off and on, you know. Um, if I couldn't afford rent, I would just be bouncing to friend's house it's a friend house. I um, wow. and just try to like clean for them. You know, they come home, their house is like spotless, like, oh my gosh, man, this is beautiful. Well, thank you for allowing me to be here. You know.
0: Is that when you realize, okay, this is a business, like I need to make this a business? Or it wasn't at that point. At that point, you were just like pursuing the arts of like, you know, going on auditions and like let me work and then I'll figure out the business aspect of it later.
1: Well, I came into this industry again, a little naive and which also brought arrogance. Um, um I, I, won a competition in New York, which is called an international presentation performers. It's kind of like an IMTBA. It's like a scouting thing. Um, where I was chosen like, uh, to be is it's called international agents choice award where they recognize me as being potentially the most that could be the most profitable model that they want to choose to represent. So that's what I got going into Los Angeles. And then I just got my my A kicked, my butt kicked as soon as I got here. So then I just started, I got a little angry, you know, to be honest with you, because when you're young and you come from a broken home or you're poor or you're you don't really have your whole life figured out. You want instant gratification. You, have a, you, you need the validation. You need the acceptance. You, you, you feel like you, you want more. I want to get there. I'm, I'm as good looking as that guy. Why can't I be not on that billboard? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That, so that kind of plagued my mind for a while. And without guidance and not a strong faith backing, that, uh, that plagued me a while. And I'll tell you about a solid three or four years out of that. And then I was ready to actually get to work, work the fundamentals, go back to school, learn the craft, read every book, YouTube, hundreds and hundreds of hours, every actor's studio, hundreds of them watched. Then you're getting into the mental aspect of the TED Talks and then the psychology base. And now, whoa, now we're forming a character. We're getting callbacks now? This is amazing. I booked a job. I booked a job. I'm a series regular. I'm a series regular. Oh my gosh. I'm working with an Oscar. It's like just
0: you kind of, you had the arrogance, you won this competition that you were supposed to be like the best model ever. And then you came with the arrogance and then it was when you put that aside and you started just really focusing and taking it seriously. That's when you really saw things coming together.
1: Correct. And correct. Um, Where was I at with my thought? Oh yeah. So you know, I'm in class and I'm going out, but I still have um, this energy in me that I felt like the world owed me something. And I really know now through therapy for years, um, consistent therapy that it was um, a lot. It was programming. That I don't want to point fingers at my parents, but it was um, my cultivation. And I and I and I feel uh, a little. Um, betrayed and, or that I didn't get with my rightful share. Um, so it kind of just left me in an angry place, but that was working for my acting. I was finding success in that, especially doing like, like theater and stage and feeling intense and triggered. I had all these raw things were just, I was seething, you know? Um, but I- through therapy now, I how to address that. I know how to be aware of that. I know how to have a third person point of view on my emotions, on my thoughts, to how to compartmentalize things. Uh, That there's 25, 28 different signs of anger management. And it's, and it's it's only affected my life in a positive way. I hope I answered that question. That was uh,
0: No, you you did. No, you did. I think anytime someone feels like, not just you, like I think there's a lot of people do that. They feel like the world owes them something like in any profession. I feel like that's just where you start to make all sorts of mistakes in life.
1: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise.
0: What a wonderful day!
1: It's a jaw dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang
0: on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing... You guys, five shows a week, tracking down the top bravo liberties to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to Better Help. I love Better Help because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist
1: In Los Angeles?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially in this business, like I think it's, you know, when you win a competition and then you come, like, I think that's, there's a lot of people that feel that why aren't I getting mine, so to speak. So what, what, <laughs> what was your first big break? Like, were you a series regular or was it like being the red power ranger? Like what was your first big break? So to speak.
1: My first break was meeting uh, Mara my first manager and Paul, my first agent. Um, those are my first big breaks. Cause those are people that believed in me. Um, they actually scouted me in New York. I'm getting emotional cause um, I did I did Mara dirty. I actually left her early on in my career after she booked me some breakout roles for me. Um, but I would say she was the biggest blessing, her and I, have, always stayed close. Uh, Paul and I are always close. I never I never uh, betrayed him in any way, but um, anywho, that's been the biggest blessing. Her and I are um, super tight. And anyway, I, I just make it up to her every single time. I don't know.
0: How come you left her just thinking like, okay, I need different representation at this point?
1: I mean. Well, I was insecure. And I listened to someone else tell me everything that I I I felt like I needed to hear desperately, you know, that will be hands-on focus on you, 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 Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But with that being said, and um, still new in the business and not a professional at that point, I didn't make do my fact checking. I didn't do my investigating on this person. Right. I didn't, What are their, you know, who are their clients? Where are their IMDb numbers at? Um, Where are they working now? What have they worked on? Were they series regulars? Were they leads? Were they guest stars? Were they the hot guy, the hot girl? You know, what is his network? Who is his resources? Let's call around. Hey, do you know if so-and-so, does he even submit? Does he not submit? All these things. It was more of just like, again, an insecure time in my life and uh, a little gap where I wasn't working. I was working a lot. And then there was a gap where I wasn't. Insecurity came in, didn't listen to Mama Bear in the plan. I didn't hold the line, you know? And I went somewhere else. I went onto the other king's land. And um, uh, anyway, I just hope to repair every day after that. And I, she knows that. How did,
0: you, how did you become the Red Power Ranger?
1: Oh, I, I auditioned. Mara got me that audition, actually. Um, she was like, Drew, this is going to be an experience for you. They're bringing it back. It's going to be the 23rd anniversary. I was like, I haven't watched it. She's original. She's like, good. That's what they're doing. They're going to mirror this, right? I was like, okay, let's have fun with that. She's like, oh, as she's like um, with anything else, take this audition, go have fun, go relive your childhood memories, and know that you're going to get probably more screen time than most actors do in their whole life. Is you're going to shoot three episodes a week you're going to be doing pyrotechnics you're going to be doing green screen you're going to be doing uh strings choreography she's like actors don't get this ever so whatever people are going to might say or stigma or whatever power ranger they may have enjoy it have fun and use this as a boot camp and that's what i that's what i did
0: and you learned um, just like a ton
1: i learned a ton and adr you know, audio, digital recording, voiceover stuff. When I'm in the helmet and Troy, and how to speak and project, that was all taught there by the by the coaches, which they had on set, and it was amazing. And the most important, the, the best part of it all wasn't just doing the Rangers, but the fandom that you that you're born into, the 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 family members that you make on that your castmates. That was that was amazing.
0: Was it ever like? Did your ego ever get involved in that, in the sense of like, you know? my face is not really being represented. You know, you're still no. working.
1: See, My ego doesn't work like that in a way. It's, it's more of like, they didn't want to give us cell phones. They wanted us to buy cell phones so that they can contact us to be on set or when our drivers come into us. So I'm assertive in my ego and that's protective in my ego. I hate bullies. I don't really like to use the word hate, but I hate bullies. Um, my father sometimes acted like a bully. My brother acted like a bully. Uh, anywho, um, I would assert myself and say, "Hey, you guys need to pay for our phones. We're not going to pay for your, our, uh, the phones in New Zealand. You know, you're going to give us phones." And everybody's like, "No, Drew, it's fine." And the whole cat's like, "No, dude, it's fine." I'm like, "Then you guys pay for it, but I'm not paying for my phone." You know? So it's stuff like that that I would get angry about to them.
0: It was more like that, not about like, no one knows it's me, even though this is a huge blockbuster, nothing like that.
1: I, I do, my, do my best to, when my anger comes out is because uh, it's a, a I'm feeling helpless, right? Or uh, B, I'm trying to solve a problem. And it's the communication skills. I'm working on my communication skills. I've been doing that for years. My communication skills are a lot better than I, I was when I was on Rangers or when I was doing the show, Bling Empire, which... We shot the pilot almost three years ago.
0: We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Sure, sure. Well, speaking of Bling Empire, so let's put that aside for a minute. Where did you meet Kelly to begin with? How how did you guys meet?
1: Amazing questions. Thank you so much. Kelly and I met at a a birthday party. I was walking out. She was walking in. And in that time in my life, uh, I was seeking... um, someone to spend the rest of my life with to more than dating. And anyway, she walked in, she blew me away. And I, I'll say 30 more minutes. I mean, we can grab another drink, whatever. And that was that we started talking. She, uh, we talked about food. We talked about travel. We talked about culture. We talked um, some jokes. And then she's like, I would like to take you out to get some food. I was like, I would love if you can take me out to get some Chinese food. She's like, I'm Chinese. And I was like, well, then I'm sure you know the spot. She's like, I'll come pick you up. I'm like, oh, you're going to come pick me up? Still thinking I'm going to pick her up. But no, nope, she had to come pick me up. And I thought that was great. She come rolling in and I've never had a girl pick me up for a date.
0: So two things. So you were literally walking out. You turned around, walked back in. That's the first thing.
1: Yeah, sorry.
0: Second thing if that's an interesting question, I mean, out of all these interviews you're doing, no one's asked you how you guys met. That's shocking to me.
1: No, uh, people want to focus on the gossip and play into the manipulation of a show. That's a show that is character arced and um, brainstormed and mastermind. But that's okay. They need to sell tickets and let's keep their business alive. I totally. get
0: it. And so you're saying she basically asked
1: you out and picked you up. Uh, It was a mutual thing. It was mutual. I I know for sure she said that um, at that time, my communication skills weren't that good. And I was pretty insecure, meaning like I needed to get points across when I talked sometimes, overlap people sometimes. And she was like, you just talk so much. I was like, you're really hot, but you just talk too much. (laughs) This could be a problem. But um, I remember kissing her at the very end of the date. And I remember leaving, like going to the door. And I was like, no, God, I really like this girl. We didn't connect like the way that usually I feel like, oh, we're connecting or this feels so right. But this feels so right. And I'm going to kiss this girl. I prayed right there. I was like, I'm going to kiss this girl like it's the last kiss I ever gave a female in my life because it's the last person I feel right now that I want to kiss for the rest of my life, even though I was still 50, 50. And she was like 60, 40 of now we'll never date again. I kid you not. And I kissed her and it was, we kissed, just connect, kiss, no tongue, just connect, kiss. It felt like 30 minutes, but it was probably like three seconds.
0: And how do you know she was 60, 40 of never wanting to date you again?
1: Cause she told me afterwards, she was like in that kiss. She was like, melted me she's like I've never been melted before and when she drove away she was like I was just excited to see you again and I remember walking and I was just like looking up like I'm excited to see her again this is yeah she's not yeah we both weren't each other's type
0: right so she wasn't your type and you weren't her type What type of girls did you date up to that point that wasn't Kelly? Like, what was your type up to that point?
1: Well, my type was similar. I love independent women. I love strong women. Um, I love uh, balanced women. Um, I love women who have a great relationship with their mother, who have a good relationship with their family, who have a good relationship in their friend circle. I saw how the friend who introduced us, their their relationships were. So that's the same but she was just more established. She's gone further in her life with the guidance that she's been given from her mother um, and the work ventures she's been doing and the people she's worked for really helped raise her, you know? Um, Yeah.
0: Those are all good things.
1: They're all wonderful things. Um, She was lacking a faith at that point. She was lacking a couple things of uh, codependency, Um, but those are things that, she's talking about in the press and that people really don't know and um, confidence. She also had anger issues in a a different way. She suppressed them um, culturally. Um, Yeah, so we, we just, we've grown together. And it's beautiful.
0: How soon, so like after this kiss, like you guys, she was 60, 40, but she went out with you again. Like how soon after that were you like, you know, how many dates, like, like were you just like, okay, uh, I'm smitten? Like, was it, like, right away?
1: Went on 12 dates before um, we went upstairs, you know, and watched the movie, Netflix, and chilled and stuff. Yes. 12 solid dates, um, all-day dates, brunch to lunch to dinner kind of things.
0: 12 is pretty, I mean, I know I live in New York and you live in L.A., but for any, that's pretty taking it slow. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, literally, you guys went on 12 dates before you Netflixed and chilled.
1: Yeah, we, we unwrapped our package, our pr- Christmas present, like really slowly. You know, we opened up the side tape in the back, and then we were like, I'm going to keep this wrapping paper, all that. Yeah. So,
0: I see nothing wrong with that.
1: We took our time with it. We, we both were seeking uh, a partnership, soulmates.
0: That's good. Oh my God, it's almost Valentine's Day. To help make the day extra special for that extra special someone in your life, head on over to adamandeve.com. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. But since you guys are all my Valentines, I have something even better. At checkout, use the exclusive code ROPE, R-O-P-E. And when you use that, not only do you get 50% off that one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Then you get a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Yeah, all that. Six free movies, a mystery pack with an item for him, special toy for her, something you'll both enjoy, and free shipping. So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure upon checkout to use the code ROPE, R-O-P-E, because without it, you're not going to get all that free Valentine stuff. That's ROPE at adamandeve.com. Check this out. And when you guys enjoy what is sent to you and you have a great Valentine's day, well, you can thank me later. Did you, so did you know this whole crew of Kelly's friends that we see on Bling Empire, like before, like, did you hang out with them a lot before the show or like, did you know them pretty well?
1: No. And I hope this isn't, no, no. I knew Kane. I knew Kane well, cause he was, there since the beginning but this is an assembled cast we casted everybody we went through like this i'm going to be modest and say five rounds of casting but i know i think it's eight rounds of casting to get this group of people kelly and i didn't know them i mean you
0: know is that what you were going to say because you started to say something you said well i hope this doesn't
1: mirror you know um I don't want to, yeah. I think I've already messed that up.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, did you guys know anyone except for Kane? Really?
1: Christine. I met Christine before at um, Ted's house, who's one of the CEOs or the founders of Netflix. Chalked to her a minute. And I knew Dr. Gabe, her husband. Been at Kelly's birthday party. Met him before. Love him. Me and Gabe were, were really tight. Um, uh, who else? Anna, we met literally right before her Paris party. I mean, the Paris going to Paris. Um, and pretty much everybody else was just like, you know, we casted them. We had to come around a round table and what do you think of these people? And let's chemistry feel it and stuff like that.
0: Eight rounds is a lot.
1: It is. It is um, for, for many reasons. Uh, Well, first culturally, you know, to disclose a lot of personal information. That's um, uh, I'm not going to say a big no, no, but it's just not, you know, something they do a lot culturally. Um, All personalities, you know, to kind of play off each other and the chemistry thing with a lot of, a lot of shows to make it work. How's it going to work? Who's gonna, who's gonna connect together? You know, like Survivor, same thing. Totally. Who's gonna build the alliances naturally? Who's gonna do it? You know, and then putting the parties together. Everybody has become really, really close. Let's not get that confused though. I don't wanna get that confused at all. Everybody is truly friends now. Um, I mean, When you go through a three-year process together um, and everybody signed up, knowing what they signed up for you know, the the territory, it's the territory, but not entrusting. But of course, um, everything was, we don't know what we're walking into per se.
0: Were you guys like two of the original people cast? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you have a hands in, like, when did you and Kelly get involved? And like, did you have a hands in truly? casting everyone else or was it like christine was the first on board and then you guys passed the test like how did that all work
1: how it worked is kelly and i were dating i knew that she had an inception she had an idea and she's already gone to uh, sally ann she went to be and Murray, where jeff jenkins was at and she pitched the show with um i think only four or five cast members at the time i'm not 100 percent sure on that but anyway it wasn't i think it was world timing wasn't going too well uh the sizzle, in my opinion, I saw it, wasn't up to par. I felt it, it was just, looked like it was shot on an iPhone, the original, um, and iMovie edits. So it had a good idea, right? Um, so anyway, with that, she kind of, I felt like she was shelving it because I didn't hear anything about it for like four months. But I knew I had this relationship the whole time with Jeff. I knew what he was capable of. I knew what he was doing with the Kardashian show. And I was just like, I'm going to let her do this for a little bit. We're still getting to know each other. I, I, I don't want to be, I want to help her in every way. I want to see her shine. I want to see her shine, but she got this. Kelly's smart. She got this. She's already doing the route. So long story short is she was like, it's not working. Uh, they're not, you know, like the timing. Anyway, pitch it to Jeff Jenkins. Um, I was in a meeting with one of my clients with Jeff actually to help us do another project. My client went to the bathroom and I was like, I got a deck on my phone. This deck that I can just—should I do this? Forget it. Hey Jeff, you know, are you still trying to do that? You know, royal kind of Asian show, or for a decade anymore. more? I just—how are we going to do this? It's like impossible. I got this. I'm gonna, can I pitch you? He's like, "Let it rip." Pitched him, show him deck, introduce Kelly. We're going into production. Weeks later, we start getting rounds of casting. A week later, week later, just.
0: So are you saying this really, it was Kelly's idea for this show and you're really the one that pitched it and made it all happen? It's both of and you. And go. Yes. Mm-hmm. This whole, this,
1: man, I don't even know what I, sh- this is, I've never been asked these questions in interviews before, so I don't know if I'm overstepping a boundary. Um, I, I know I signed a contract of what I can and can't say, but, um, mm,
0: I mean, I like, that I, is
1: how... The- from day one I knew I was gonna be the villain from day one and I'm okay with it because number one without excusing the behavior I realized I still have more work to do in therapy at the same time um, I'm the only non-Asian on the show with no friends and no family backing there's no support so the intention is the same as what I'm saying Kelly shines baby does she shine she's a supernova right now and I hope she stays that way. And anyone around the world, if you need somebody to hate, and you haven't even seen the show, check out my Instagram. Come hate on me; it's okay. We do crazy things for the things we love, and we need to better ourselves so we keep those loves. But just yeah,
0: I imagine.
1: Not... Background noise. No, no,
0: no, that's fine. No, I mean, you know, this is listen. This is where my mind goes, just because I know how reality shows are made so to speak i mean did they tell you you were going to be the the villain or you just you figured it out like for all those reasons you just mentioned well i put
1: i put uh i put a little equation together i was like if they're going to have these families who are going to be a first to be an all ensemble all these firsts would they make them a villain after let's just say we were talking about gabe he's my boy gabe i love you Um, I didn't know this after you disclosed a private detail of your life to the world. So now going back to you, my friend, um, I don't think they were going to add something else on there to be like, he's cheating or he's yelling or he has anger. No, everybody already has that Kelly and I's relationship was turbulent because we were both coming from two different places, suppressed anger, um, uh, no showing emotion no tears, no crying, no nothing, happy, sad, all the same, passionate, manic, Latin, Native American Indian, trauma, rage, anger, actor. It was, but we had a lot of love. There was a lot of amazing sparks. I would say 98% of what we filmed in our life is amazing, Amazingness. So yeah, I knew that it was kind of going to go that way.
0: Well Anne's. I don't think people really know that you're the one that pitched it, and like really, we have you to thank in the final act i mean Kelly's idea, but we really kind of have you to thank for bringing this to the
1: forefront we it's we do, but at the same time it's it's teamwork makes a dream work. If my place is to be this and i am this i'm not I'm not ever saying i'm I'm playing this character guys I gave as much as I could i gave more than I ever thought I would, nor did I ever think I'd be on a reality show. So our intents, Kelly and I's going forward in this, was to show people that two people outside of their culture, outside of completely different upbringing, can make it. Not only in this world, but in any world. We can make it. You fight for what you believe in. You can't always listen to your friends, nor do you need to always bring that stress on your friends. They have their lives too. But what we bring it, in the show, and what we do in a personal life, is to therapy, where a professional person can really give you a real evaluation, a real diagnosis. And you don't just go to just one, you go to many, plenty, you know, until you find that right one, you have to kind of close your eyes and, you know, just feel around and read the books and watch the YouTubes and do the meditations, do the work. So that was our intention. And I just hope for season two, where they can see the world, see me do the work. Cause if they, I hope they target me again. I really do. Cause there's nothing that they can do to bring me down really my inside my character. They can defame me around the world, but it's all right. But I'm going to do the work. So I don't want to excuse that behavior where I fell short. I want to show the work. And I hope that really helps heal because we have a common hate going on in the world right now. Right. We need a common goal of healing and I will be the guy to take his lashes in the street, but I also be that guy to heal. And man, I just, I hope it helps. I hope that helps.
0: Well, aren't you kind of almost shocked at yourself? Like that's a far cry from the guy with an ego that won a modeling competition and went to LA and was believing his own hype for all those years. I mean, you know, like your base, you know, aren't you like shocked at yourself almost? I mean, I I understand it's through a lot of work, but.
1: Well, I just understand with Eva, every story arc, acting is amazing. That's what's taught me. On the other side of hating myself, which I did for so many years, is loving myself. And for the past three years, I've, I've loved myself. Um, I'm not fully healed because I feel like I'm willing right now, um, but I love myself. And everything in life is, is so much better. Like, everything tastes better. I sleep better. I can give authentic love better. Yeah.
0: Well, two things. One, you're not the first person to tear up on this podcast, so there you go. And two, did you have any reservations, like, in joining? You know, like you said, you never thought you'd be on a reality show like you were an actor. You know, like, a lot of actors have an issue. It's not so much anymore in today's world. There's a lot of crossover, but, like, did that or no, you were like, I'm in this with Kelly, like, whatever she needs.
1: My intention was to see her shine. I... Never really thought I would be a cast member. I thought I was going to be a producer on this. That I was going to be an EP on this. Um, Jeff and I had a contract between each other, and he honored it. It's just unfortunate I wasn't established enough for, um, to, for my knowledge, for the network to take me on. And and honestly, it was really hard for Kelly to also be a producer on the project because of that. But she excelled fast. I was excelling in my area anyway um i never thought it would happen it happened and i'm happy it did kelly's shining she's gonna take off it's great everyone's gonna everyone's shining everyone's gonna take off
0: yeah were you throughout the filming process because you know you're used to making movies like you learned a lot on power rangers you know it was great training green screen were you shocked at like the process of like a reality show was there anything like when they were filming where you're like Oh, I see what you're doing. I mean, it seems like you knew you were going to be the villain anyway, but was there anything where you're like, I feel manipulated and like, I get it. I just didn't expect it to go like this. You're making a face.
1: The whole time. 100%, not 99.9. 100%.
0: Okay. And so you knew, like you were in on it, the joke. So, I mean, I don't know if joke's the right word, but you were in on, you saw what was going on. So when you watch back, you're not like, holy shit, that's my edit. You
1: no, know but I don't want to pinpoint it just like that because that's bad class and taste and we're all in this together. Totally. right together, together. Um, but I'm going to say like little things and it wasn't always the production's fault. I don't even know if it was or not, but I just know... When you, for me, I, pro, I produce other things. Like I got a feature out. I have a couple features out. Kelly and I are, are producing many things coming out this year together um, that we've had in the works for years. But you look at budgets. Never saw one. You look at shot lists. Never saw one. You look at potential locations. Never saw them. You know, all these things that you would think or we're going to be talking about um scenes potentials maybe some maybe you know kim you know do you want to see your father you know these just ideas that was, was in place and then all that went away and it was more of like tell Kelly you love her tell her you love her and then I'm like why am I driving a Mustang when I have a, a way nicer car in real life and you you guys said I was going to get this really nice house on the beach to do like this little staycation, but I have an AeroStream, I'll be cool with it. It's all right, it's all good. Let's just roll, you know, let's just go. It's all, I don't know, I'm just, I feel like I'm messing up right now.
0: Well, it's my fault, I guess. It's, no, I'm no, asking,
1: no, my fault, don't you ever blame yourself.
0: I mean, these. if it makes you feel any better, I, I ask these questions to a lot of people, not just right. you. No, I mean I, I get it. You know, it's a reality show, but this is what they do—they stretch the truth.
1: I wouldn't say they stretch the truth because I don't ever want to excuse my behavior. What you guys saw me screaming—I was really upset. Um, I was feeling helpless, which is like pretty pretty sad. I feel like, but there no but. Um, there was a problem. There was a problem and i didn't know how to fix it and and it's also because even in this interview which is uh, hard is i'm trans- transparent when i'm playing a role i know that there's given circumstances there's a character this is where i'm at now this is where i need to be but we're going to f- film it today we're doing the last scene of the movie so you kind of need to be uh, already resolved mm. right then tomorrow we're going to shoot the beginning so you need to be all like depressed and like i know it's happening When it came to Paris, it was that there's so many different triggers and setups and all this planning and, ugh,
0: sorry. Well, okay, let's speak about Paris for a minute, because we were. It's not that you brought it up and now, okay, I want to talk about it. That was obviously on my agenda. I mean, right. Like, I'm sure, I don't know, like, have you gotten a lot of backlash directly on social media for that? I'm not saying you deserve it. I'm just saying, like, I'm sure you read some of the stuff that's out there. I deserve all of
1: it. I deserve all of it. Bring it on, you know, um, bring it on. There's a lot of common, uh, pain. A lot of people have been triggered. A lot of people have been hurt. Maybe someone's innocence was taken away from somebody who berated them. Um, in that scene, we were planning that trip for two weeks. Anna, Jeff and I, this, I've only was on the phone with Anna maybe like two times before that just to kind of, get to know her as a person before we can say, is she going to be the one that comes in the show? And, you know, she was like, well, I would like to take uh, Kelly and you to Paris, to my favorite restaurant, you know? And I was like, oh, she would love that. We would love that. She's like, and, you know, it's her, her birthday's coming up. I was like, it is, but it's actually just passed. So we were going up for Thanksgiving to my father's house in Northern California. And I already knew that we're going to Paris and I already had like a bag packed for her. So when we come back, we're going straight to the airport. Right. So the, it was a setup was go to Sacramento. drove eight hours. We're there for one day. Then I get a call. Oh, we got to go back to get the scene that we didn't film. So she has no idea. We drive back to, to Los Angeles. She doesn't, she sleeps maybe like an hour. I have her bag. Everyone is waiting outside with limos she doesn't know. She's like full surprise. She thinks we're going to the Space Needle at the airport to have lunch because we've never done that before and whatever. She doesn't even know where we're going when we get on the plane. Then finally, when we're in the air, Ding! we just want to let you know that your flight to Paris is going to be landing here shortly. Here's some turbulence. You know, and she's like, oh, my God. And then we're like, cheers, champagne. You see that, that shot that's in the, in there? Yeah. We got a beautiful hotel. I think it's like Anna's room was like 30 G's a, a night kind of thing. It was crazy. Then we opened up, and that's then that's when we had the furs on. And you see me kind of leaning the wall. That was real. I was like, this is gonna, this is gonna be amazing. She's gonna love this. Uh, Anywho, we got an itinerary from there that our week was gonna be to the House of Versailles. We're gonna go to, I don't know, designers. So if I this up, Steve McQueen. McQueen's is that right? Yeah. That's, we're gonna go that's to right. private. They're gonna shut down the shore shopping. Um, we're going to go to the caviar restaurant, all this beautiful stuff. Well, I haven't slept yet at all. The flight, getting over there, and I'm just really excited for that day, that super awesome day that we all know where that we're going to go on. Anyway, I wake up in the middle of the night. Psh, I have a nightmare. I shake Kelly. I'm in cold sweats. Um, I feel like something crazy is about to happen. I don't know what it is, but I, she's like, baby. She's a drink. I like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to wake up and no one's going to be there. I, I just had this, I was watching aliens. All this craziness, right? <sighs> Try to make it short. I wake up and she's gone. And I, was, I saw, I, st- I literally still, because I'm lucid. I really still thought I was dreaming. And um, her bag was gone. Like it, she packed all her stuff up and put it away. So then I knocked on everyone's door. Jeff, not there. Anna, not there florent not there go down to the lobby uh monsieur uh they have already left they were going to shopping and mcqueen and the house of Versailles. and i'm like this is by the way i didn't know we we're shooting a reality show at this time really at all, at all. i knew that jeff brought a new camera because we wanted to shoot some sizzle stuff you know some fun stuff of, of all that stuff yeah So I was like, started getting worried. Then I got frustrated. Then I was like, this is going to be a big problem. Then I was starting to like pace. Then I got kind of frustrated and angry. Then I called my girl like 13 times in a row, nothing on WhatsApp. Then finally she answered. I'm like talking to her, talking to her, the build. Then you saw the very end of the frustration for one second on TV.
0: Guys, thanks for tuning into our part one sit down with Andrew Gray, known to most of you from the amazing Netflix reality show. If you're not watching Bling Empire, you really should be. It's phenomenal. Coming soon, part two, where we talk more about the show, what's kind of real and kind of not real, how Andrew has changed how his relationship with kelly has changed what the status of the relationship is what he hopes for season two will there be a season two guys we are just getting started i am telling you if you are not watching Blink empire it really is the best reality show i have seen in years all right stay tuned for part two